Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fast five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. From sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yes, sir. What's goody, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. This is our 11th annual War Room Turkey Day Potluck episode. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable. And, and, you know, on days like today, it's really a roundtable and it's full of grub. With my brothers, we got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. Y'all know how we do. It's time for us to talk our sports-ish for the week while we wait to give thanks to whomever is cooking our biggest meal of the year on this day. So sit back, relax, settle in for another briefing in the war room, whether you're cooking yourself right now or you're just waiting on some football games while the family handles those duties for you. We got you covered. You can also get in on the conversation if you're up this early by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash thewarroom. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. But before we get started, we just needed to remind you, of course, that during the week when we're not live on the air, you can still give thanks and check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of many major podcast listening platforms because we're pretty much on most of them. So look us up and never, ever, ever miss an episode. So um, just quick shout outs, man. Like I said, on the day of giving thanks, even though we don't really celebrate the original intent of this day, you know, we can hold, we can flip it and still give thanks to our family, friends, uh, business partners and whoever. I definitely want to give a shout out to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show, Phil Maddock and Survive. Um, make sure you go to our network and check out their last episode, man. They did uh, a, a MC draft, 30 MCs under 30 years old, and they drafted them one by one. Very interesting episode for hip hop heads. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to John Appetit, especially on this Thanksgiving day, because we know, you know, food is what they talk and Food is pretty much what this day is about for a lot of people. Uh, after further review with the mayor, um, the the uh, the Broad Street line with Roy and Chris, man, shout out to everybody. So what's up with you, brothers? Like I said, even though we don't celebrate this holiday for what the original intent was, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for you, brothers, thankful for my fam, thankful that, you know, 2020 can't take me out of here, at least not yet, because 2020 is a mother. What's up with y'all? Man, I'm trying not to die of a food coma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, uh, I, mean, I just be I, thankful I, to wake up every day in 2020, dog. 2020 right. was like right. something else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like in 2020, shoot, by the time we got to like June, Thanksgiving was every day. <laughs> you wake up like, woo, 
Woo! And, and I know, like, after after this weekend, it's probably going to get worse because from, from what I see, cats don't even care no more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big gatherings are still happening. Like, I was, um, you know, just on my walk joint for the last couple of days around the neighborhood. Just, you know, just exercise or whatever. And you see so many driveways that are so full of cars and all the cars got uh, different area, you know, different um, license plates, from license different plates and stuff. I'm like, yeah, people still doing it. That's, that's whatever. But um, yeah. they bring in all them germs. Bless up. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm even walking outside. Like usually, you know, you're outside, you're walking, nobody's around you. I'm walking with the mask now. Like I don't even walk naked nose no more. <laughs> You have a mask on. You got a mask on when you exercise. Yeah, I got I got one of the joints that I bought my son. So when you know when he was training and stuff, little Under Armour joints that cost too much money. You could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. You're supposed to be able to train in them and uh, play in them. I, it's still very restrictive as far as I'm concerned. Like he don't seem to get tired when he's running around in it, but for me, you know, I'm I'm still big and fat, so. Breathing He's not. Hard. He don't. He don't need as much oxygen as you. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> don't. A little skinny man. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. I'm like like you said, man. I'm just looking forward to a food coma. Like it's different because it's just the the people in my house. So of course we didn't get as much food as we would usually get. As a matter of fact, we experimented. I got a. I went and bought a a, a Cajun style turkey from Popeyes. So them joints come frozen. They're frozen, but they're pretty much already cooked. So once you thaw it, which you yeah, got to do for like three days leading up to it, you only got to cook the joint for like two hours, you know, just to just Damn. to make sure the temperature is right on the inside. So it's not a all day, you know, we ain't had a turkey in since last night. <laughs> yeah, fact, I usually I, still I look sleep. forward to getting up at like two in the morning and after I've seasoned the bird. Throw that joint in for about a good seven hours. Mm-hmm. Then when you wake up in the morning, you already smell it cooking. Like, it ain't nothing cooking in my house. We tried. Oh, man. That's <laughs> it's different, man. It's 2020, man. 2020 true, is a true. whole different beast, man. You don't even wake up to no food smelling. It's smelling good yeah. in the crib. Yeah, it's weird. In-laws ain't here. <laughs> nothing happening. Everybody's yeah. sending smoke. Well, listen, man, I'm a, I might uh, drive by, just put my plate on the on the porch with a with a, with a piece <laughs> of foil over over it. You know, you know. I, I I come outside and rap to you with a mask on, standing like 20 feet away from you. I did that last week. The boy Vic was in town. Shout out to Vic. Um, <laughs> you know, Vic live in Alabama now. He came. He drove oh, up from Alabama for a funeral. He, he actually worked. He works at the university. He asked me if I wanted some swag. I'm like, nah, but I know somebody who might. So I'm gonna see if uh, <laughs> see if the homie Tobias. I don't know if he up early listening. Tobias, I'm I'm probably gonna get you some some Bama swag, man. Um, so you ain't gotta you know pay for that MAGA stuff. So I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's get into some hot topics, man. See what's going on this week of sports, and of course. Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room fam, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, it's definitely time to place your bets. The NFL has a, a, a nice doubleheader of losers on tap for the day. 
So why not make a couple of these losers make you some bread? What the hell is that in the background? Y'all can lay down some dough on today's NFL games, Sunday's games, and every game every week by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast. No hassles at all. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. But to get that deal, you got to use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. I hope you can spell because I'm not spelling that out for you. Visit MyBookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, fellas, <laughs> this weekend is the big weekend, and, and I'm looking in the chat room. Shout out to Neil. She's in there. Um, <laughs> she's in Shout there. You. Thank you for being up with us. Um, I was listening to last year's show. You was up with us last year, too. I had assumed that you was up cooking and listening, but you were like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not cooking. So, you cooking today? You cooking right now? What's the deal? But this is the weekend, fellas. And this is not our white supremacy bell today. This is what it was originally intended for. This is our boxing bell, man, because the the clown show that we've been waiting for, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., is this Saturday night at 9 p.m. Um, and even though I call it a clown show, it's one of those guilty pleasure things because I told you all a long time ago. You know, I, I get my bonilla on for most of the big fights. But I'm actually paying for this fight so I can sit comfortably and watch it down on the big screen. And I, I don't I, I like I, I don't know why, man. I guess it's just the nostalgia kicking in. But there's been some confusion lately over the rules, because you remember, you know, the whole time we've been reporting the rules. Of course, the 12 ounce gloves, which they're still going to do. Um, they weren't allowed to try to knock each other out. The fight wasn't even going to be scored. But Triller. The, the U.S. broadcaster that's airing this fight on pay-per-view, they're saying some different things right now. And they're saying that there can be a knockout. There will be a winner. You know, and they're insisting that, you know, the WBC is going to, you know, have a scorecard. But there's other things coming out saying it's going to be three celebrity judges. I think Triller at this point, I don't know if the pay-per-view numbers are slow, but it kind of sounds to me like they're trying to hype you up for something that it's really not supposed to be just so they can get those numbers up, but they can't, you know, this is serious. It might not sound serious, but you can't promise us, you know, that there can be a knockout when Mike Tyson is fighting and then we get hyped, we pay for this and we go in there and you visibly notice that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones aren't trying to knock each other out. I know. Like what's the deal? I know y'all. I know y'all probably gonna laugh, but this ain't funny, man. So they just—they just signed a death warrant for Roy Jones. <laughs> They're gonna be responsible for his death, and I want to know: Can the family like do a civil a civil claim or a civil lawsuit? Because if they allow for knockouts, Roy Jones ain't coming out of that ring alive, man. He's not. He's not gonna be alive. Roy Jones have almost not come out of the well. He he has like died in the ring a couple of times and a couple of times. You know, he saw the white light. I mean, Thanksgiving is a good thing for him too because he had a lot to give thanks for because he's died a few times. Listen, ahead, man. First thing first. First thing first, man. I just want to shout out Neil. I know she's up reading them Quan Mills books. That's why she asked. <laughs> she couldn't like, put him down. 
The old but spot over there. Second, <laughs> yo, second off, man, I don't believe none of this. Like, I yo, I ain't paying for the pay per view, man. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let the streets give it. Like, you know, me a little watch. You gonna get it? You gonna get it? How you live? Yeah, I don't believe. I don't believe none of this, yo. It's all lies and deception. Like, until, until I'm, still, I'm, I'm a Tyson stand, though, man. man. I'm a Tyson stand. I can't think stand, about so it. Right? I just, just, just want to give him a nostalgia. couple dollars in his pockets, man. But, it ain't about Roy. Yo, Mike, oh, Mike Rowland right now. Mike cool. Mike Mike, Mike got a whole uh, <laughs> married you want to plan. His podcast is popping. He got sponsors yeah, on his podcast. So he, he's yeah. he, scare, he scare people on the pod bro. weekly. <laughs> you don't got to worry about Listen, Mike Tyson financially. He back to nine figures, duh. I mean, I wasn't saying like charity, but you know, I'm a stand, so I support the people I stand. Like, I know Listen, Mike Tyson, man, Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson, they all got dough. Michael Jackson got more dough dead than he had alive, but those yeah, are just people that, I, I, support, that I would support. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bootleg this stuff. It's like hip hop back right? in the 90s. Certain people I don't believe. Yeah, but it's one of those things where I know, I know for a fact that after it's over, I'm gonna be so mad oh, if yeah, I pay. Yeah. I I know that right now. Like, but you know I what? I know Jim? it's not gonna be worth my money. It was always like that with Mike, though. Even when he was winning and crushing people, he's like, "Damn, I paid for that. That joint was 36 seconds long." <laughs> like I paid for the exactly. announcers to to build it up. Yo, uh, so I'm, you know. so I'm definitely not giving my bread to a 55 year old Mike Tyson. I'm just not doing it. Like, <laughs> yo. So yo, I'm, I'm so not paying for two fifty. Yo, I'm pay, yo, think about what you're doing. You're paying to watch two fifty-year-old men fight, yo. Yeah, I mean, but that kind of tells you like where the heavyweight division is now. If I'm willing to do that for an exhibition fight, no, where they're gonna no, have no, two-minute no, rounds because because Tyson Fury and all them bulls they're getting beneath. Even my man next week, um, Danny Garcia and Spence. That's a great Danny fight. Swift. They getting beneath. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I know how I am Jim. with my with my staying crushes. So, Jim, this is a this is a fifty year old, a fifty something year old Mike Tyson. It's a little. It could. It might be a little different, man. No, no but but I remember the last time I saw. Listen, man. Last time I saw Mike fight, like he he died. Like <laughs> that's that's what I was kind of about to say. I'm like, in the last few days, I've really been thinking about this, and as much as I've been talking trash about what Tyson going to do to Roy Jones. I'm like, don't be surprised if Roy's quickness do something to Mike, because Mike ain't really been known to take a punch. So if Roy can, you know, get off enough punches, which he probably can because of how quick he is, Mike could get into some trouble too. So, you know. Listen, man. Yeah, yeah, let's not act like Mike hasn't died. Mike looks Mike look vicious <laughs> and all that in the workout jump when ain't nobody swinging, when ain't nobody swinging back at him. But let's not act like when Mike get touched, Mike don't. Yo, Mike got touched yeah, by a I, dude named Buster Douglas, yo. You want to say that? Touched. You want to say that to Mike's face? Uh, I ain't no right bucks. <laughs> I mean, it I depends no. though, dude. I got my pistol on me. If I got my pistol on me, let's talk, Mike. Or if Lennox with me. If Lennox with me. What's up, Mike? What yeah, you, yeah, pretty Lennox? much. What, what, you, so, what you trying to do? Then yeah, hide behind Lennox. Yeah, let, 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 yo, let Evander be with me. Because Evander, <laughs> Evander ain't about his life either, though. Evander ain't scared of me. I don't know. I, I don't know about Evander. Because Evander, just, I mean, I don't know. Time, the beef might jump off, and Evander, Evander might not even know where we are. Like, Listen, man, listen. Man. That, that, no, not, that not because he ain't, ain't not because he ain't manhandled Mike in the past, Jim. Just because yeah, where his, his brain is he, right yo. now, I don't know. Yeah, 
I watch. I, like I go in there with Evander talking trash, what? and Evander might forget that we friends, and that might do what he. Yeah, you know I mean, nah, I, ain't well, I watched him fights back, and Evander <laughs> not only beat Mike, yo, Evander was dominating Mike, and I'm like, that was the whole point of his. That was his, the whole point of his frustration, though. Like, he couldn't get anything off on Evander. You know, and plus the headbutts. But it wasn't just the headbutts. Like, if Brand, Evander was whooping yeah, his ass, it might be frustrated because he couldn't get anything off. So he's like, look, man, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Yo, but that's the bite this part, ball, like, shooting, stabbing. When you go back and watch him now, like, the Buster Douglas, like, he, like that, that knocked out. Most pitchers will live forever. But, yeah. yo, Evander did him more dirty than anybody, yo. Like, and I know, like, no, yeah. um... Lennox, Buster Lennox, was just Lennox shocking. Dirty, but I mean, because truthfully, yeah, getting dirty. The, with the controversy, Mike kind of won that that Buster fight. He wasn't himself that night, but he was himself enough to knock Boa down long enough to get the count, and the ref was drawn. Um, but at the same time, the ref was drawn when he was counting for Mike too. So they both got a chance to get up with a couple of extra seconds, and Mike ass ain't get up. So. Um, <laughs> It it is what it is. He yeah. still shouldn't have lost that fight by any means, but yeah, That's he, he got dominated. Thing, right? When you look when you when you look back at the division at that time, man, it was like so many warriors, dog. That we all love Mike because like Mike is first of all, Mike is the streets, Mike is hip hop, and Mike was knocking cats blocks off. But when you look at the other giants, like Evander dominated him, Lennox dominated him. You never got to see him really fight both. And then when you look at those two, they they got it in. But then when you look at yeah. Riddick Bowe, yo, <laughs> you know, my man Evander and Riddick. So bad. My man, Evander and Riddick had some yo, of the best heavyweight fights you would have ever seen in your yeah, life. Yeah, they got it in. But, yo, Riddick, Riddick was so shook of Lennox Lewis, my man threw his belt in the trash, and I don't want him. Like, I ain't fighting yet. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. I ain't got to let him go. Yo, Bo caught a press conference, throw his belt in the trash as opposed to fighting Lennox Lewis. <laughs> oh, yo. I'm like, did he get him out after the press conference? Like, was that just... <laughs> Like, why you do that, cuz? Like, but Mike's yeah, that, Mike's like, and everything was so big that we forget just how the rest of them dudes was just just as bad as Mike, to be honest with you. Yeah, but Mike, I still, you know, Mike was derailed by the whole jail thing, man. And and no, and I mean, you read derailed. his book. You read his book. Like I read his book. Mike was derailed yeah. by oh, drugs. But he was derailed by. He, I mean, we always say that though. Like as much as we love Mike, he is the biggest cautionary tale probably ever in sports. Mike could be the greatest. He could. Listen, be. here's my but. thing, right? I, I I'm not disrespecting Mike. I'm just saying, like, when I really think about that time, that era, those boxes, like, and and in, and in general in history, Mike might be a little overrated. But with that being Mike said, is thing I will say about Mike. I ain't never pulled no punches Mike, about that. No pun intended. Mike is the most entertaining figure. In my lifetime, and I'm talking about from pure entertainment standpoint, because even even with like the meltdowns and all that, like yo, from just like be keeping me captive and, and entertaining me, like there's nobody. I'm talking about like yo, not Prince, not Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nobody that's entertaining more than Mike. And a lot of it was debauchery, but so what? Like between between how dominant he was in his sport, like between his book, between those stories, between everybody else's stories of Mike, like yo, nobody's more than, even to this day. My man calls up people to his podcast to threaten their life. Like, that's still entertaining. But I'm I'm asking y'all this. Like, how is Mike Tyson? If you, I mean, just knowing this story just off GP and then actually reading this book and knowing the details of his story, real question, how is Mike Tyson still alive at 54? Like, how is Mike no Tyson idea. still alive at 34? Like, how, like. No, no clue. 
No, no. And, and that's why that's why I say he's like the biggest cautionary tale because I do think, like I think Mike's prime was too fast because of the trouble that he ended up getting into. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the drugs and the, whatever he was doing, not being as hungry as he was because a prime hungry Mike Tyson, I really think history would have been different. It would all these dudes, Vander, um, you know, uh, Lennox, all of them dudes, but. We never really got to see that. We got but to see, see Mike but see, get you know, these the reason, fights. The reason I wonder that, the reason I wonder that, right, is because I think that like everything happens for a reason. So the reason Mike was so hungry was because of where he came from, how he came up, and all that. That that was part yeah. of it. And, and he got rich. <laughs> yeah. So, but when that happens, that like, you can't you can't take that away. Like, so I don't think it's possible to ever have like a a, a, a peak Mike. That doesn't fizzle out. Like it can't. It just can't happen. Like it's like you got to have one to have the other. And I'm saying to be Bobby then, you got to be Bobby now. Like you can't have one without the other. But I don't know. I mean, but it's just some people that just respect and love the craft so much. It's like they're always on their best. Like I mean, shout out to Floyd Mayweather. As much you know stuff we've given him over the years, especially B. Austin. You can't ever say that at least he didn't have the pride. Even if it wasn't described as hunger, he didn't have the pride in himself and his craft to always be on top of his game. Like, we could have somehow gotten that out of Mike Tyson. But Floyd Mayweather is a much greater professional than Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's just a much better professional. I don't think we ever could have gotten that. But that's what I'm saying. The ferociousness and the the fury and everything. The proof is already out there. I think you can't have one with the other is what what I'm saying. Hmm. I don't think that's possible. And the crazy part is, if you're someone who um um, and you can't have meds, meds and fury at the same time either. <laughs> well, that either. If you're someone who consumes a lot of YouTube content, such as myself, and, and watches way too much YouTube, um, anytime you see a a, a, a a person that used to be a gangster back in the day, they all got a Mike Tyson story. Mike Tyson has like your Mike Tyson is a part of every like. A drug dealer or a criminal, murderer, gangster's life, like from the fucking late seventies to like now, they all got a Mike Tyson story. And I'm talking about a lot of the dudes in New York. They talk about like when Tyson was in the street. So when you hear those stories, like, and a lot of those aren't even mentioned in the book. You're like, yo, why is Mike a part of you? It was one story about a like a kidnapping or something, and they was like, yeah, so Tyson came through, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, why is Mike involved in this? Yo, yo Mike is involved in so much street stuff. But again, Jim, it's funny because um. That goes back to my question. Like, how is Mike Tyson still here 54 years old? <laughs> That's my point. Like, yo, how the, the boy uh, DJ Vlad, he did, he did an interview with, uh, what's the boy that, um, the comedian that uh, that Mike threatened during the show and was like, yo, how you going to tell me how I feel? Like, what's the boy's name? Um, oh, the, um, the boy that was TK. He used to roll with Eddie Murphy in there. TK. TK Kirk. Kirkland. Kirkland. Yeah, so on a, on a, yeah, on a, one of the more TK recent Kirkland. TK ones, he's actually asking TK about, like, you know, Tyson Company. And he brings up that same point. He was like, you know, every gangster I've ever interviewed, like, you know, knows Mike from the street. Not from boxing, from the street. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike's life is crazy. Yeah. And I say all that to say this, though. I say all that to say this. I don't think it's ever possible. And I think that's what makes Floyd special. Everybody's special for their own reasons. Like Ali's special for his own reason. Mike is special for his own reason. But I don't think it's, it's possible to have Mike with a Floyd work ethic unless we, like, creating an ultimate boxer. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I definitely agree, you know, even being the stand that I am. I mean, it's 
obvious the way that we and everybody else talk about Mike Tyson, that he's overrated. I don't think that was ever in question for me. But at the same time, like, people will look back at the time when he was dominating, and because they weren't, like, boxing aficionados back then, and I'm not saying that I was because I was a kid, but, you know, I had some uncles who were. Like, they would just look at those lists and think because they don't know those dudes that that was a bunch of tomato cans, which it wasn't. The problem with Mike, once he tried to get past all of the trouble that he was in and started getting fights with the other big-name people of his era, especially of the 90s, because a lot of the people he ran through was in the 80s. But those big, big names in the 90s, by the time he got to them, like, he just wasn't the same dude. And, like, to tell the truth, I think he only got a lot of those fights because of his name, for real, for real. I'm like, I agree with you. Like, was Mike really the number one contender at those times? And, you know, that's when they started nah, expanding and a bunch of belts. for everybody involved. Exactly, exactly. Mike's name will get you money. So, yeah, I'm going to fight Mike Tyson at this point. Plus, he ain't the same. So, I got to, you know, we're not afraid of him anymore. <laughs> so, I can beat, you <laughs> know, Mike then talk, a lot of them Mike, ended Mike up talk, beating the shit out of Mike. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mike talk trash and get himself a payday. Lennox is no yeah. conqueror. I'm a conqueror. Right. And then he got in the ring with Lennox, ate a couple of them jabs, and then he was like, like you know, praying to <laughs> Lennox. But the thing is, Lennox and old too. time, he probably knew, though. He probably knew. Like, well, Lennox going to whoop my ass. <laughs> like, but I got, <laughs> I got to sell this. Like, even now, oh, like, why we've been confused over this whole Roy Jones fight, because they be, they be on camera talking like this is real, and then they telling us that the rules, like, they can't even knock each other out. They're going to be out here wearing clown gloves. And, like, like, come on, man. Like, which is it? But they selling the hell out of my it. Man said, my man said, Lennox is no conqueror. I'm a conqueror. And then ate them jabs, dog. And it's like, yo, he started bowing before Lennox. <laughs> yo, he, he was, was wiping his bowing. sweat so in the post game. Even when Mike get his weak split, it's entertaining, yo. Like, yeah, he was, he was, he was wiping Mike, the sweat off Lennox's cheek in the post game. Like, he become all compassionate. Yo! <laughs> the, the, Mike the, is different, man. The multiple sides of Mike Tyson. you though. until you love me. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they call boy then call boy maggot. Like yo, but you just never mind. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claws. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I wanna eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Yo, praise be to Allah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You said you're going to eat somebody's children. Yeah, after comparing himself to Alexander the Great, Jack right. Dempsey, Sonny Liston, yo, he, listen, he's talking to him. Like, he compared himself to that. That's guy. greasy. That's greasy. <laughs> so, it, are we, are we, are you, no, I'm not going to say we. I'm going to say, are you saying, Jimmy, that this bull wouldn't have. Going where we think his potential could have could have taken him, had the circumstances been more normal, and drugs not been involved, he definitely would no, need custody. I don't to, think so. to be alive through all that to have any shot at that. I don't think you can have him without the other. That's just my point. At some point, Cuss might think, not even been able to control him. I, it was almost like um, you know, you always say like like genius, like is is is. is like is, is getting on the borderline of being insane. It's like you, 
You can't have one yeah. without the other. <clears throat> like well, even we talk about like a, a Michael so Jackson. You, must feel that you way have about Michael. AI can Michael Jackson you? be what Michael Jackson was without the craziness? Like yeah. it's it's part of it. Like and you no, know what I I'm saying. Like, what you're I mean, most of your geniuses in their crafts are weirdos. <laughs> like that's just truth. Including Mike yeah, and so Kobe. Like, you can't have one without the other, man. And and you know it's 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 sad, but it's like you know the time that they they did dominate. Or that's, the, that's what I'm saying about Mike. What's interesting about Mike is even when Mike is losing, he's entertaining. Yo, when you watch the Evander fight before the, the biting of the air, Evander was whooping his tail more so than anybody I've ever seen. And Mike still found a way to make that entertaining by biting my man's ear off. Like, <laughs> so even in defeat, even in defeat, like, Mike is entertaining. It's just, you know, it's like, boy, has got some sort of energy around him, dog. Like, you just say, even, even when he sits around now and tells stories, you're still captivated because the boy just has something. Definitely. So, um, coming full circle so we can move on. Who y'all got this week and how y'all think it's going to end? Let let's say Triller is is being real, and and people can get knocked out. What, what, what y'all see happening in this one? Remember, it's eight rounds, two minutes apiece. I got Mike in death. <laughs> He's going to die. I, know, I mean, it's going to take a lot though so. to knock him out with these pillows that they're wearing on their uh, on their hands. But. Um, I'm I'm a. I don't think it's happening, but if it does happen, I think it's going to be a draw. If they even score the joint. Yeah, um, this, this is this is this is this is too um, get a light Like game? I said, I don't I don't believe it because even after Triller came out and said this, there's still being some pushback from from another side. So let's let's let me give let me give two. If they really gonna let these dudes fight, I'ma say Mike gonna knock him out in the last round. If this is really a pity pat exhibition fight and it's scored, shoot, I I would actually say if they're gonna score it and it goes I would say Roy and and a decision. But if they but if, if they do have all those rules then they're probably not gonna score it. So it's just gonna be us watching and hoping something good happens. So we'll see Saturday night. I mean, they got a whole card yeah. too, and I think it's some MMA on the card as well. So we we, we should get to see the, some. We're gonna pay for the pay per view. We're gonna walk we out to the ring. Somebody. There's gonna be a table, and Mike wanna interview him for his podcast. <laughs> and the pay per view is is fifty. At least it's not you know what the the going rate for pay per views are today, because I definitely would have had to think twice about that whole thing. So we'll see. Um, Mike Tyson back in the round. I want to say Mike Tyson and Roy Jones back in the ring, but Roy Jones really never left the ring. So Mike Tyson back in the ring. Um, it's going to be crazy to see. It's going to be nostalgic to say the least, to, or maybe to say the most. Yeah, Roy Jones must right. <clears throat> got hella bills. Like he won't go away. He must. Yeah, he won't go away at all. His 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 monthly his monthly expenses must be high as hell. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. He got twenty eight kids and twenty eight different uh paternity payments. B Roy like y'all must have forgot about my gas bill. Um, NBA news, man. The Bull Boogie Cousins coming off like his third injury in three years. Um, he's signing with the Houston Rockets. 
Of course, I mean, they have to say this. Um, they're saying Boogie is hungrier than ever, but I think we've heard that after <laughs> each of his two uh, previous comebacks. Um, this, this is this is the, the part where it gets tricky, though, because we know what Boogie is when Boogie is at full strength. But after an Achilles tear, a quad tear, and an ACL tear in like three you know, consecutive years, damn near, and that's just three consecutive years that he's been on the court. Like, this is in the last five years that all this has happened to him. Do y'all think this could change anything in Houston? Like, can this change Harden and Westbrook wanting to be out? Can this change? No. Wait a minute. Can this change the Rockets' management's position of, you know, acquiescing these dudes on trade requests? Or do you think, all right, we're showing them that we're trying to do something to stay competitive are we just going to not trade them, make them play, and maybe we can contend with these three? Do y'all think there's any of that in this situation, or do y'all think Boogie's washed and is not going to help at all? I don't think Boogie is washed. Um, I don't think he's washed because he was one of these dudes that was highly skilled. So his obvious and and can his, can his body and, guaranteed, and guaranteed diminished athleticism due to injury. Um, you know, I still think he can be a very productive, a very productive NBA player, but not not enough to make a super difference on a team like this. That that's not a. He's not what he once was. The game, the game itself, is not what it once was when he was coming into the league. So now his strongest attribute, which which is his physicality, even though he's super skilled gets taken away from him because all he's going to do at at best, he's going to be in the high post and you're going to have people cutting off of him and he's going to become Chris Webber because he's an excellent passer and shoot, you know, 15 to 18-foot jumpers and move out and shoot some threes at best. At worst, he's going to be out there taking up space, getting in the way at worst. So, nah, this doesn't make a big difference. What do you think, Jim? Any anything from from Boogie? <clears throat> and by the way, does Boogie no. get a ring? Because the Lakers damn sure waived him in February when they picked up um, one of the Morris twins. So like, yeah, do you get a ring? Do, they get very by a ring. They get very uh, by a ring, but yeah. <clears throat> but but um. I, but I in February, that would have been before the um before the break, before the you know the COVID break. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what Boogie like. How, what he produces at this point, like he's been through so much. Like it's not just one injury he's come back from. My man, like at this point, he's missed like two seasons. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, will his body even hold up? Because the contract is for one year and it's non guaranteed. So you know, they know they would be taking a chance on Boogie. I guess he understands that to be able to sign a non guaranteed contract in a guaranteed contract league. So. He, he knows, but yeah. he claim he's hungry as ever, man. I don't know, bro. And his health concerns I are mean, a thing of the past. How can you say that? Yeah, I don't know how you say something like that. It's crazy. Like, I don't know, dog. It's just difficult. It's difficult to come back from one season injury to come back from like back to back. I mean, right. it's just very difficult. I, I hope I hope he does, though. I hope he does. I'm a, I'm a fan of Boogie's work. You know what I'm saying? You know, respectfully. But it's just difficult, man. Like I don't it's crazy. It. The game, the game is even because even even before he went out, he wasn't the prototypical big anyway. And the game has changed even further within those two years of him being missing. 
that he might be lost in the sauce out there. Like he, what's he gonna do? He can't. Never was like a, a roll to the basket type guy. He can't stre- step out and be a stretch. I mean, I, don't I mean, know, he but, he could. You know, he could shoot. Yeah, but not like, like these I said, dudes. Like, like these dudes like, like, he was he was He's one of the dudes who. He was one of the dudes who, you know, really made that change in the landscape. But, you know, I see what y'all are saying. Because without athleticism, then it's still, you know, it's still a big question. Because really at this Man, point, he, without he, athleticism, you're like Mark Gasol without the defense. <laughs> and Mark that. Gasol yeah. didn't that. really look that great this okay. past season. Yeah, Mark Gasol still getting back, so, yo. Right. That's the that's the point, yo. In NBA dog, if you show promise any given year, you can you can like you know go back to that and get yo, bags for a little while. You could parlay um, you could parlay that in the nine figures, man. I'm seeing cats getting yo, deals, and I don't even understand, man. I don't even. understand. You have one good season, or matter of fact, you have one stretch of ten games and you good, and you can you can get some bags. But yo, um, I, I, I like D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. <laughs> I like I like D'Angelo Russell, man. But I wonder how he got paid. And now we got Brandon Ingram. Fair. Can somebody tell me and explain to me how he went on a run this year? Brandon was balling this year. I was about to say he, it was just what Jimmy said. Like, he went he went on a stretch where he looked like he was living up to his potential. That guy. Man. Listen, once he got once he got the green that light money. in um in New Orleans, he was balling until Zion showed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, but. I think he was balling because he was one in a contract year and because Zion showed up, even though Zion was injured, he's like, I know what it's about to be when this ball comes. So let me do what I got to do to get paid. Cause I, I actually thought the payday was going to come from somebody else. And the Pelicans yeah, like, no, nah, we keep it out of it. Yeah. I can't Zion believe they, I can't area. believe they paid He didn't get a max though. Yeah. But he got a bag, but he, you know, he didn't get a max. So, you know, you could say they tried to make him earn it. He didn't get the full. So it's not like we're sitting here like, yo, how the hell Brandon Ingram get a max? I mean, he got a bag because bag Listen, is what man. they're giving these days. But he, he all for that. Is, like, At least this even, year. Even with, Boogie's, even with Boogie's skill set, it ain't like these new – yo, these young boys coming in the league this year from Nigeria, man, they're like seven foot two and will get, take you out there and give you that big bank. Like, <laughs> Boogie give you the big bank. Like, sure, these new young boys, these new young boys different, man. These two young boys different, dog. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. Uh, um, point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more um, <laughs> more NBA news. So, so I, and, and that's another thing. We still haven't heard anything on the trade front for um, Harden and Russ. So I'm wondering if the Houston Rockets is like, y'all just got to suck it up. Y'all under contract. It's time to ball. Um. I mean, truthfully, as a basketball fan, I would like to see it stay that way. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I don't know because it's all been rumors and speculation to this point anyway. Like, do we even know if Russ and, and Harden even said the things that they said and wanted to get out so bad? Like, we never actually hear that from the players. We hear it from, you know, a lot of clout chasing media pundits on Twitter. So, I mean, we'll yeah, see. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. But at the same time, you know, maybe they stay. Yo. And at the end of the day, whether they wanted to go or not, they're going to go on TV and say the right things. Like, oh, I always wanted to be here in Houston and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that'll be the case. But I don't know if it's going to be Boogie to calm them down and want to keep them in town. Or, you know, if Houston does some other stuff and just make them feel so, more comfortable. So, 
So I've heard two different stories, as I'm sure y'all have. First, there's the beef, which is the team doesn't like the beard because the beard is a weirdo and egotistical on the court. And, you know, Russ ain't for it. Then I've heard from both sides that because Bull, uh, the owner, is a MAGA dude, which I would imagine all billionaires that own basketball teams are are MAGA dudes. But I heard because dude was so vehemently in support of Trump, that's why they both went out of town. So initially it was just Harden. But they threw that on on Westbrook as well. That's a part of the reason he wants to leave. Do we believe that at all? Or do we think that's smoke and mirrors? I don't know. We kind of rapped about that last week. Um, We did. It's, I don't know. Like I, I think there could be, there could be fraud on on both sides of that. Because like I said, that could be. For me, the first thing I do think of is, you know, that could be the excuse because I don't want to look like a sucker because I'm sitting out here trying to ask out and super team up. Him being a MAGA supporter and you wanting out has nothing to do with you asking to play with the Nets. Like. You know what I mean? So, so either way, yeah, that's not going to make you, you look like anywhere. Right, right. That, that's not going to make you look like less of a sucker. Like if that's the case, you can say, "Yo, trade me to somebody I know hates Trump's guts" or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But to specifically ask if he did to go to the Nets, dog, my game got nothing to do with that, man. And, and you know. Check up with you know, the only thing, All I'm saying is the only thing I could confirm think, is true in this whole thing is that he did ask to go to the net. <laughs> well, yo, all I all I say is that the one thing I think them dudes trying to get away from each other. They probably trying to get away from each other, and that part ain't come out yet. Um, see, and it hasn't but, because you know what? Every time they say that, they talk about how they're best friends. Like everything, everybody in the league is best. Yeah. Everybody best friends. Like. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was A-A-O. lovable That's best A-A-O. friend. AAU ball, ball changed the whole league. You watch him professional <laughs> AAU. That's what it is now. Everybody's friend. Except for, like, for Dame. Dame ain't nobody's friend. Yeah, because Dame that was the thing. When they, said, when they said Russ wanted the role, and people were saying, oh, it had something to do with Harden, reports came out and said, no, that's not true because they're best friends. Like, yo, everybody's best friends. Listen, <laughs> Like they can't. If, why do they have to use as, best all the time? They can't just be friends. Everybody best friends. As, as as someone who peruses social media, like double tapping. Well, I ain't gonna say that because B Austin, man, B Austin is the Christopher Columbus of uh. I'm gonna leave that alone. Anyway, um, <clears throat> all I would say is Dame Dame um, has like a. <laughs> <laughs> Dame has a persona and a um, a brand that he's built amongst that, but he's just like the rest of them, dog. Like when when him and his uh, his teammate get in their bag, they a bunch of girls too. Uh, what's the CJ? Him and CJ is like CJ. They, uh, they 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 weirdos. They get in their bag and they start going in on everybody and, and any other player that agrees with anything he says. It's just his persona, man. Like the whole league is all entertainment, though, man. It is what it is. It's wrestling. Yeah. Like it's 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 a combination of AAU and Vince McMahon in the NBA now. Yeah, because the NBA is mad is mad dramatic. It's it's like always storylines. So this is how they get their bags though. So salute to them. But um, I, I just maybe they are trying to get away from each other. And maybe the funny thing is both things could be true. They could be best friends but don't want to play with each other. Because I could see it difficult be wanting to play with James Harden. I can like I could see it being a difficult thing. Um. 
Even if that's your man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all yeah. have homies that y'all, y'all cool with that y'all won't want to be on this team because he a gunner. Hey, hey, hey. I got plenty of huh? I forgot that. I'm going to bust exactly. it out. He like, shoot you. Don't, yeah. mean, don't, mean he, don't mean he ain't your homie, though. No doubt. Um, what, and what the pundits are saying now, switching gears a little bit, um, the Lakers, they're saying with the moves that the Lakers have made in the offseason, um, they all but assured themselves of a repeat. Do y'all see the moves that they made being that serious? Like, for me, the whole Lakers championship, like, it took a lot of things. I mean, and this is for every championship, but especially this. It, like, it took a lot of things to fall a certain way, you know, for this to, to end up happening. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that it did happen now, now that they made their roster a little bit better, everybody's like, oh, it's automatic now. When it seems like a lot of these people didn't even believe last year that they were the front runners to win the championship until everything started breaking right in the bubble. So what do y'all think with the addition of Schroeder, uh, Montrez, um, a couple of their re-signs? They actually haven't signed um, the brow yet, but a lot of that – from what I'm hearing is, you know, he was basically waiting for them to do what they had to do to make the team better. Um, they'd be able to use some of his cap space and then he'd come in and sign later, whether they go over to, you know, it'll probably take him over to luxury tax or whatever, but he was sitting back and letting them do what they had to do before he signed his deal. Um, do y'all think that it, I'm not going to say it's sure. Cause I know y'all don't jump into the prisoner of the moment type stuff like this, but does it make them the favorites? To win, and even that's a hard question um, because whoever won last year is usually the favorite to win next year, anyway. Right, but so do y'all think it makes them the me, favorites, odds-on favorites? To, to me, it's difficult, right? Because because it's going to be a year where Bron starts to decline. We haven't seen it like really yet because the ball is like not human. Um, but we saw little time, tiny. I think we see flashes. It. Yeah, I think we see flashes. Yeah, flashes. But, but his teammate but is also good flashes enough to. Of, oh no, exactly. he's like, still it's easy, it's easy to take a step back a little bit when you got like when arguably you, the right. best player is like your teammate now. Like if you ain't the best right. player, dude is up there. Put it like this: if you're not the best player, one of the dudes they're gonna make the argument for is on your team. So it's like right. And, and Bron like, had so he has the luxury now to pick and choose when he dominates. He really didn't yep. have that which is that amazing. choice before. Yeah, he never really had that choice. Which is amazing. That's that's a great Even in spot Miami. to be in, um, especially as you're aging. As you're aging, that's the as you're aging, that's the best spot to be in actually. And, and but the thing yeah. is, I do like the moves they're making. They are making moves, and one of the things they did to me, which is crucial, was to weaken that Clippers team. And that Clippers team is definitely weaker now than they were starting the last exactly. season. Exactly. That was what I was going to say. I, mean, I was I like because that because I, I was going to say the same thing. Like the the moves are cool. But Jimmy just made the exact same point that I was going to make. But the moves aren't the biggest thing that they did, the moves in themselves. The fact that they made these moves and took one of the big pieces from the other team that you would consider the odds-on favorites is probably what makes the Lakers the favorites again. Like, if if you can – because I think a lot of people – still don't believe. I mean, the people that wanted to see them lose, it's kind of the same story as the Miami Heat in 2010. 
they didn't win mm-hmm. in 2010, so everybody was like, uh-huh, see, look, it didn't work. I'm like, calm down. They still have more seasons to play. And that's the same thing you could say about the Clippers. Like, okay, calm down. The Clippers choked, but it's not over. It's not like it was a one-year experiment and now they're, they're gone. But the fact that you took one of their biggest pieces, even though he didn't play up to his potential in the bubble, you still know what he is to that team. The fact that you move one of them over to the other locker room, that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal because this was probably the only other team that you can look at as favorites again. Because I still thought, even though the Lakers won the championships, I I thought the Clippers were the better team. Now it's like, I don't know. And they might be about to lose their other sixth man of the year, too. So it's like, yeah, he gone. And the conspiracy, the conspiracy theorist, the conspiracy theorist in me feels like this is the NBA's way of trying to like make that LA LA rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. But so, so they did make a couple moves, man. Like the, the, one of the biggest moves they did was that Dwight guy. Shout out to the Sixers. I mean, I know you rather you rather they let Kuz go than Dwight though, if it had to be anybody. Man, listen, if they don't get rid of Kuz, they ain't going back to the chip. But yeah, the one thing about it, <laughs> yeah. the one thing, the one thing about block the chip. <laughs> you don't block the chip. Yo, Kuz is so bad as a basketball player. But listen, though, um, the crazy part about the Dwight saga was when my man Dwight was like, I'm staying here. This is where I belong. And the Lakers was like, we ain't offer you no contract. So you staying here for what, three? <laughs> right. So now he got to backtrack on all that and act like he's hyped to sign with the Sixers. You know, after the, you know the morning that you signed with the Sixers, you were on Twitter talking about I'm right here where I belong. So now, for anybody in Philly who cares, because I don't, they they thinking to the bull like, so do you not belong here? Do you not want to be here? Like f you. Like for me, it's like whatever, man. Um, I think miraculously, the White Howard is going to have one of those lingering injuries the whole season, like he had before he joined a championship caliber team. I think he probably going to go back to that Dwight. Even though everybody's like, it's a good pickup because he could teach Embiid how to how to be in shape and this and that. You know, those are two clown dudes together. They ain't going to teach that boy nothing. <laughs> they're going to be on the best gravity of the sack is all they're going to do. Yeah, while they dressed in street clothes and the third string ball that they just got from. Um, I don't know, man. Embiid, Embiid right? So, I'm, you know, I, I call I, I I nicknamed him Young Legend because of his skill set. Like I thought that we were seeing the next coming of Akeem Olajuwon, not Hakeem with the H, the A. We were seeing Akeem. Hey, I see what you did there. But the problem is, like, he's never in shape, um, and he's injured a lot. But at the same time, the one thing I will say is, after this off season, I ain't seen him at all. Like my man ain't really been clowning on yeah, social media. Dark, he, he went old dark he, like, thirty on. Yeah, he's done. he disappeared. So I'm like, is he gonna come back in best in better shape than ever, or is he gonna come back depressed and overweight? Like, I don't know which one it is. Probably but, somewhere um, on I'm a hoping, ventilator. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah. My man, like, really got low. Like all these trade rumors and talking all that. Like the old MD would have been out clowning. You know what I'm saying? You know, double. But when he get married or something? Stuff, but his white John probably like, look, right. concentrate on this. Yeah. <laughs> when she locked him down. Yeah, like we ain't got time for you acting stupid. MD, and B definitely was a, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, thirsty, uh, I, I hope his, I hope his zero dark thirty uh, is a is a good thing. Is like a real, I hope he'll come thing? back looking like Sean Kemp after the lockout. 
I, 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 I feel where <laughs> Dev is going. I feel where Dev is going with with both of these dudes having interesting personalities. And after I saw what uh, Dwightina did to Isaiah Canaan on the bench, I'm worried for the for the roster continuity, man. I'm worried. <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I don't I'm, want I'm, them grabbing. All jokes aside, though, B, because a lot of people are like, why the Sixers, you know, because they picked up another center, and they're like, you know, okay, so why is it offseason? They were so worried about getting rid of Al Horford. That was about the contract. They're like, why are they, you know, picking up so many bigs in the offseason? But for me, it's 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 kind of obvious. There's always a legitimate chance that Embiid is going to get hurt. There's a legitimate chance that Howard is going to have an injury that nobody thinks is serious that's going to keep him out the whole season. Like his buttocks might get hurt again. And now we got to know why that happened. And then, like you know, so you're going to need – you're probably going to need somebody that's actually going to play minutes from a third-string position because you really never know what you're going to get out of these guys as far as availability. So, I mean, it is <laughs> – as they say, it is what it is. So we'll see how it works out. Um, I like what Daryl Morey is doing with the roster. I still think some more things need to be done because people are looking at that as the starting lineup, like um, Curry, Simmons, Danny Green, um, Tobias, and Embiid. I like the pickups, but I don't necessarily think that should be your starting lineup. Like I would much rather Curry come off the bench, to, to tell the truth. So I still think there's something that needs to be done um, in the starting lineup. Like I, I, I weren't, I wasn't thinking like, oh, they bringing these dudes in as surefire starters. I just thought, yeah. you know, he's going to put shooters around yeah. these dudes in every lineup. You want to, you want, you want to like take Curry, all but I don't like Curry as a starter. I don't like him as a. You want to take all responsibility off of the real Curry and just let him come in the game and gun and just don't shoot. Have him yeah, I, I don't. He don't need to be no starter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Danny, I understand why Danny Green, no matter what we think of him, I understand why he has been a starter in this league. You know what I'm saying? 3 and D has become the most important buzzword in the NBA in the last 10 years. That's what he gives you. And, and you know, you can't underestimate defense at any point in the NBA. Not, not much 3 yeah. and a bit of D. Yeah. Danny Green, ruined his whole, Danny Green ruined his whole reputation in one series. Right. Danny yeah. Green is a – Danny Green, like, there's a meme, yeah. B. I know Jimmy saw it. There's a meme with Danny Green and Ben Simmons that says, y'all heard of the Splash Brothers? Now look at the Brick Brothers. I'm sitting here like, wow. Danny Green, Danny Green is a 40% career three-point shooter. 40%. I haven't looked at the list, but that has to put you somewhere in the top five of all time. Top five or ten of all time. Yeah. And he's looked he's at there. now as a brick brother because he had Listen, a man. couple of big shots that he missed in the series. It wasn't even Jim that he was just straight up terribly struggling throughout the whole thing, but he missed the big shot and missed a couple more. And now he's a brick brother. Yeah, he didn't play like, his best ball. Crazy. Kind of no, no, the no, crazy no, part no, is definitely. that, but, but that shows you. But that that right there, like, it shows you how like moments in in certain um, spaces either make you overrated or underrated or, or just kind of, like, go go towards your reputation, right? He's like the anti-Bob Ory. <clears throat> so, and, and right. I'm not trying to talk right. to a Bob Ory debate, but nah, I'm not that even Bob Ory makes saying his the, name. the shots at the right time. You make him at the right time, and you're heralded. And if you miss him at the, <laughs> you miss him <laughs> at the, the worst time, now you trash, even though, you know, his, his career, he's had a better career than Robert Ory. 
but they're looked at in two different ways. Definitely. Um, yeah, da- Danny Green, percentage-wise, is the 47th greatest shooter in the history of the NBA. But that is so many people kind of tied, but they're up like by a tenth of a percentage point. So it puts them that far down the list. But he's at 40%. Um, of course, Steve Kerr and Seth Curry. Steve Kerr is up there at 45% as the top. Seth Curry at 44%. Um, but from a range of 40% to 45%, there are 50, 50 players. Um, some, some in there, it's actually more than 50 players because there's a few people who are tied. So it's like 55 players in the history of the league who shot 40% or more from three-point land. And when you look at the list, you're like, oh, yeah, what was the shooter? What was it? There's some people on the list, you're like, damn, he shot 40%. Like, but Dad, all in all. Dan shoots 40% for his career. I did not For his know career, three-point shooter. And people talk like Bull can't shoot. And it's crazy. Um, all right, but anyway, we, we spent enough time on, on all of that. Um, we're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. But um, little fun fact before we give our quote of the week. Little fun fact, y'all boys, uh, the Morris twins, Marcus and Markeith Morris. And I'm sure we talked about this before, but I definitely forgot. Um, but it's you know you're not surprised. Marcus and Markeith Morris have been sharing a bank account for years and still do to this day. Now I brought that up to say they both just got new deals. Marcus just signed a deal, four years, $64 million, and Markeith just signed a deal one year for $2.5 million. Something ain't adding <laughs> up right here. Like, uh, I love you, bro, but we might have to, you know, dissolve this joint account because this ain't a husband-wife situation. Like, you got a joint account with your wife. Remember uh, Eddie Murphy Raw? He was like, yeah, you know, Johnny Carson already got $300 million, and, you know, she bought home her check from doing hair for the week. Now we got three hundred million and seventy dollars. You ain't my wife, dude. You my brother. You do the same thing that I do. If you can't hold your weight in this banking relationship, like something's gotta get. But what first of all, what do y'all think of two grown ass thirty year old men, even though they're twin brothers, like having a joint bank account at this point in their lives? Is that cool because they're twins? Like do we look past that because they're twins? Or is that just we 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 don't look past it. We understand it, and we know that they've been weirdos from the gate. So it's like, okay, that's just them. That's just them. That's just them. But, I mean, they're millionaires, so I'm pretty sure. But you know, it's, but no, they got other accounts. You know, what I'm saying they can't even insure their account. You know, the way they would have to if they all, if they put all their money in one account. But it it just seems weird, man. <laughs> it just seems weird to me. Yo, like, what I do mean, they do this, from that joint account? Is this, it, which one got the bigger this bread? This isn't even the most weird thing about these guys. Like, if you remember, they had a hard time playing in the league if they weren't on the same team for a minute. Right. Like, do, y'all, do y'all also so, remember that in Phoenix, they had they had the Phoenix GM negotiate their contract as one figure? They were getting a certain amount of years for $52 million total. That was their contract in Phoenix. Yo, what is that background noise? B, are you talking? Because something is like, it's like, ick, ick, ick. <laughs> yo, B time, uh, he getting like, you know, 
tortured by white supremacists. But anyway, um, and he probably thought he was talking the whole time. It was like meet, 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 meet. Meet, meet, yo. But, um, but yo, they had a, a, is, a though, joint contract that, at one point, yo. Yeah, that's that, that, I mean, I've never been a twin, right? You know what I'm saying? I know Dad, Dad, right. had, Dad had twins. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. You know, I got, I got you, fraternal twins though. I think it's different when you're identical, because. My okay. twins ain't nothing uh, like. Yeah, it's, poss- it's possibly true. It's possibly they probably true. not. They probably yeah. not going to share three dollars when they get money in the couple. <laughs> well, yeah, couple, especially because well, the thing about your twins is your twins clearly have different personalities. So right. I, I already know what that's about. Like I don't even <laughs> want either to hear me say that. Like don't even play this back in the crib because I don't want no smoke. <laughs> but yo, um, but the fact of the matter is, um, it's it's weird, man. It, it, like, how do you ever establish a relationship, like you know, with with the uh, opposite sex or uh, a family with someone else? Because how can yeah. a chick like you're never gonna come first in his life, dog? Like, is you never will. You talk, right. yeah, they take bros, they take bros before hoes to another level, dog. <laughs> to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I mean, it is weird on some levels. You like, you know, they twin brothers, but you know, but y'all like thirty, man, and y'all rich. Like, like, unless, like, I think somebody mentioned in our in our chat, like, maybe that account is like what they put in together to take care of their other family members or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we don't have details of the account. All we get is the surface. Like, you know, they have a joint account. A lot of people who don't even understand money just assume, oh, they got one bank account and this together. Pretty sure they got tons of bank accounts, but I don't know. Like I said, they've always been weird. Like like B said, they they do some things. Like they thirty and they still roll on people. Um, <laughs> this is what it is, man. So the quote of the week is from Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper wrote a um she wrote a piece in the Players Tribune, basically oh, yeah. calling. You didn't say her full name though. Full Cynthia name. Cooper Dyke. That's her new name. How ironic is that? Um. <laughs> oh, I hate y'all, man. I hate y'all, dude. Um, so Cynthia Cooper Dyke wrote a piece. It sound like I'm clowning her, but that's her name, yo. Cynthia Cooper Dyke, <laughs> Dyke Jones, wrote is a piece in the Players Tribune, basically calling for her respect. Um, she was talking about the goat conversations and the NBA. And how now everybody looks at in the WNBA, or at least women's basketball, they look at Diana Taurasi as the GOAT. But she was like, how did we come to that? She was like, I'm first in line to say that Diana Taurasi is the GOAT, but how do we come to that? There was never really any arguments. What's the lineage? What's the GOAT lineage that, that, you know, made her what she is? So that's what the piece was pretty much about, and she gave a history of everything they did. Um, in the WNBA with the, the four Pete that they started off, you know, the Houston Comets dominating the WNBA from 97 to 2000, 2001, whatever that was. She talked about her history. And the quote is, I was the Michael Jordan or I am the Michael Jordan of women's hoops. When she did say was, I was the Michael Jordan of women's hoops. And, and she wasn't just saying that saying that she's the GOAT because she was basically trying to give one of those actually, you know, her, her argument was similar, Jim, to the table of gods. She was like, you know, it's basically not one goat's go on goat. She was like, there's a lineage of goats. 
She was like, I love the arguments mm-hmm. that they have with Michael and, and LeBron and Kobe over the last three years because in their respective eras, all of them are goats. So she was saying that, and that's kind of where she thought she wasn't getting the respect that she deserved. But when she made the Michael Jordan comparison, it wasn't just about her dominance over the league. She she also said there were a lot of similarities in what we did. I think she was kind of reaching when she said this stuff. But she talked about how, you know, in high school, he was the top player in his state. She was the top player in her state. Then he decided to stay home and go to Carolina. She decided to stay home and, and go to USC. Um, he won a chip at Carolina. She won two chips at USC. Uh, they both established themselves as elite scoring guard prospects. Um, when she went to Italy, like just like he did when he was a young player, she averaged 37 points a game before she ended up averaging 40 points a game the year after that. So she, she drew those comparisons. But I know y'all don't watch WNBA basketball. Like, I don't anymore. Back when she was in the league, when it first started, you know, it was a new prospect. I actually watched them. I actually went to a couple of games. I actually went to a comments game in Houston. But do y'all think there's merit to what she's saying? Like, do y'all think Cynthia Cooper is the Michael Jordan of women ho- women's hoops? Um, listen, you said all that, and I'll say this. Cynthia Cooper Dyke, I'm sorry. Her. I just, I agree with her. I just don't care. <laughs> Yo, y'all be killing me. <laughs> Chick Hoopers, man. No, I mean, listen. I remember her. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, I her and she, was, she was she was dominant. She was the best at what she did. I just don't care. Remember, she didn't even I'm get in. Sure like the NBA like, didn't even start until she was thirty three years old. So she came in and did that from like thirty three to thirty seven years old. She was basically, you know, still already done. And and she thought at the time that they that she wasn't even on their radar because. In 96, another women's league started, the ABL or something like that, and she tried to get a spot, and they were like, nah, we got enough guards, we cool. So when the WNBA started in 97, she was all calling people and throwing out her resume and sending boxes of film and all that kind of stuff. And then she realized, like, no, we've been looking for you. So she gets in with this talented-ass team in Houston, you know, the top, the first ever uh, – but Cheryl, Cheryl, not Cheryl Swoops. What's the other one? Cheryl Swoops was there too, though. And a lot of people at that time called her. They kind of called her the the Michael Jordan of women's hoops. First to have her own sneaker and all that kind of stuff. No, Tina Thompson. Tina Thompson was the first ever draft pick. So it was Tina Thompson, Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, and and Janeth Arcane. That was like their their four headed monster, and they dominated the league for like four teams. years. Super teaming. By mistake, they just put the team together the wrong way, and it was real lopsided. So, Listen, I don't I mean, make too much more of this. But to do you agree with her? Do you think she's the Michael Jordan of women's hoops? No, the only Michael a lot Jordan of people of say, hoops I ever heard was Cheryl Swoops. The only only comparison, female comparison I heard to Michael Jordan was Cheryl Swoops. And then I wanted to say this, and all of this. Picture the I always irony. heard Cheryl Miller, even though Cheryl uh, Miller didn't get to play in the WNBA. I heard she's yeah, the greatest yeah, women's yeah. player. Of I all heard time. she's the great. I heard she's the greatest of all time. Period. Like but you talking about Michael Jordan, Jordan comparison? Yeah. yeah. Um. And she's then imagine this: you're, you're invoking <laughs> the name of Michael Jordan, but then a part of your story is you tried to go and hoop, and the league said no. Nah. If Michael Jordan decided to come back right now, 
There's no league in the world that would say no to him. Come on. Well, that's because, that's for a whole different reason, though. That's because I Mike got right. tickets just by walking in the arena. I don't Ain't nobody watching that. Even if they put the greatest players on one team. Right. You could put Shamika. And, that, and that's respectful. Cheryl. I ain't trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there is a difference to that. There's this context behind that, B. Like, Dog, listen, you name the top five WNBA players. Name the top five WNBA players of all time. And you put them on the team right now. And ain't nobody still checking for it. And that's that's respectfully, man. There's no disrespect. It's just it is what it is. It, it, it pretty much is. And and before but. y'all before y'all out there trying to come on my neck about that, like I that's the, that's the one thing that irritates me the most about y'all folks about like you gotta do this for the WNBA. Like yo, y'all criticize people, but y'all don't watch either. Y'all don't so, do it. Yeah, where's your support? They F-O-H. think supporting is arguing for them. Are you doing anything to sustain the league? Are you spending any money? Are you watching games? Are you going to games? I, exactly. I got to chill with that equality, but you don't, you know, you want equal pay, <laughs> but so you're not trying to help the league make equal money. So basically, we probably watch more WNBA basketball than the WNBA supporters, quote unquote. Uh, pretty much. And we don't watch much. I haven't watched it in years. Like, they be having final series going on. on. I'd be like, damn, finals? Like, but, but, but back in the day, I knew, like, and I'm sure we probably, in the last 10 years of doing this, I'm pretty sure at some point when this happened, we probably reported it, but I don't remember it happening. I found out in this story, or at least maybe found out for the second time, because I forgot that the Houston comments aren't even around anymore. And I was kind of just as oh, dumbfounded definitely. as her. I'm like, damn, how does, how does a, how did your league come, you know, come to fruition you have a franchise that dominates the first portion, you know, the first four years of the league with championships, and somehow you let that franchise fold. But then you still got well, people running around here talking about equal pay. Y'all can't even support enough for their greatest franchise ever to to stick around. <laughs> and we talking about equal pay. Come on, man. We talking about well, I found out in this story that the WNBA is still a thing. I thought they folded up like five years ago. <laughs> Jimmy be, yo, you be killing them, dog. <laughs> I ain't killing right, so. I'm just being, yeah, listen, man. No, oh. You be killing them, dog. Listen, listen, man. It's what like, I'll oh, they still around? I, like I thought the they was doing Thanksgiving dinner. Listen, like, what, what all due respect, and I like the WNBA. It's just that. I don't know, man. Like, they just don't be on my radar, man. They, they, yo, don't nobody on YouTube talk about them, man. Listen, if Hassan Campbell don't talk about them, I don't know nothing about them, man. Yo, ain't enough buns to double tap. Like, <laughs> like, they got a whole league and only got like three, four buns worth tapping. All right. Yo, that wasn't me that said that, by the way. Shout out to Swing Cat. All the slander I made directly by mistake. Mom was toxic. Shout out to the 6'8 John, Cambridge, whatever his name is. Tree could get climbed. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. Um, stat of the week. Well, we'll wait. We'll go to the phone lines because we got the homie Tobias over on the West Coast. Up early as hell Yo, to hang out with us Tobias. for a couple of 
Yeah, yeah. We taking short calls too, cause I, I'm going to cook. I'm lying. But. <laughs> Tobias is making that merch. He heard you mention uh-huh. that merch. He calling in to get that merch. <laughs> Tobias, what's up, man? You're in the war room. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving what's and up? roll tide. <laughs> hey. Happy Colonizers Day to you three. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we, we don't know. celebrate Colonizers Day. We give thanks hey. for our families and homies, and we didn't flip that. We made it about ourselves. The hell with them. Hey, <laughs> I would love to ask Joel LMB how that green bean casserole tasted with his new wife. His wife <laughs> plays, yeah. you know? Good luck with that one. Hey, that's always a drawback when you hop on the milk yacht. But, you, know, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know she don't cook. You know she don't cook. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen. I say this with all due respect. Like, but you Uh-oh. know, when brothers come from where he comes from, like, in my experience, yeah. that's what they do. Like, you know what I mean? And shout, shout out to like all my brothers from the motherland. But y'all know what y'all do when I get over here. With all due yeah. respect. With all due respect. And then call them like coons or something. But, uh, <laughs> but right. I'm just saying that's but, what they do. Yeah, with all due respect is the greatest disclaimer. <laughs> like in the history of disclaimers. After I establish respect, I'm about to destroy you. But what's up, Tobias? What's going on, man? Hey, I don't man, know if you were on short- early enough, man. I told I, I got a homie that worked down at down at Bama, man. If you want some uh, some merch, I could probably get you some oh, merch. Yeah. So we'll talk hey, about man. it off air. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, cause you know, you know, they ain't listening, man. You know, yeah. Umar, Umar told me the feds are listening. Get you some of them make saving healthy again hats. Hey, man, Nick, Nick gonna be good. We just need him for the Florida game. Hey, we. By the way, Alabama fans. They, they had a message for angry. They wanted Nick Saban fired because they thought he was a Democrat because he endorsed a Democrat in West Virginia, <laughs> where he's from. How does this dude bring so mad. much success to your program, but you went and fired because of his political beliefs? Like, yo! Yeah. <laughs> if he was That's black, insane. he'd tell him to shut up and, and coach football. Why y'all worried about yeah. it? Just, insane, just shut up and coach. I do. Dude is arguably, like, you know, arguably the, the greatest to do what he does. And because of his political <laughs> means, they want him fired. Like, that's insane. They are. Yeah. yeah uh, that's crazy. But, but, hey, remember, this is the same fan base that threw a brick through uh, Bill Curry's window and then went 10 0 three years in a row, but lost to Auburn three years in a row. He came home and someone threw a brick through his window. A fan. But, anyway. It's too soon. But, yeah. A couple I've never been associated guys. with any program or, or franchise, excuse me, in any sport. And I'm talking about <laughs> stuff that I've played for, high school, middle school. I've never been associated with winning on that level that the fans <laughs> would be, that would act the way they act. I mean, like, Eagles hey, fans man. act entitled to a different level now, especially after the Super Bowl. Like, they want everybody fired two years after the Super Bowl. Like, we're supposed to be the Patriots because we won once. But that's a whole different story. But I've never been around winning in this fashion that the fans are, are that entitled. That's crazy. Hey. <laughs> I have a quote a week for you guys. Well, he's been hitting the deep ball in practice. I don't know what's going on right now. Oh, my favorite. He looks confused right now. Oh, Bruce Arias, baby. <laughs> I told y'all this was going to happen. I told oh, everybody. man. As a matter of fact, since media we got you on, yeah, we're gonna talk about that anyway in, in our next. So let's let's talk about that, man. What's up with your Bucks and their seeming struggles? Not just on 
in prime time because they're one and three now in prime in prime time. Um, shout out to Carson Wentz being three and zero oh in prime time. They only got three. And they only got three wins. So we, the Eagles can only win in prime time. The Bucks can only lose. So what's hey, up with y'all struggles? You know, not only in prime time, but against better teams. Like, what's hey, up? At least Carson Wentz embarrasses y'all on the Sunday ticket. We embarrass right. all our fan base on, on national TV. So you got to pay to see y'all get embarrassed. <laughs> I was about to say, so it's your Everybody don't see that. It's your choice. Yeah, if I don't pay, I don't hey. see Carson Wentz playing like doo-doo. Here's the thing, right? I know y'all kind of like pay just a little bit of college football. I'm going to make a comparison. The Buccaneers remind me of Oklahoma Sooners football the past couple of years. Yeah, they look good against Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State. But when they went to the playoff and ran up on Alabama LSU, they got, uh, you know, embarrassed in front of their mamas, their daddies, and their white girlfriends. Uh, they got embarrassed. That's how the Bucks are because the strategy is simple with this team. You pressure Brady, he started hearing ghost steps. As Stephen A. used to say, He'll start tap dance like like the late Gregory Hines, uh, <laughs> you know, because. <laughs> but see, it what happens it what people but see he's not mobile to even run for pressure, and also what people are saying at second at the defense said people they play a lot of bad offensive third string quarter second and third string quarterbacks during that hot stretch. This is the same coach that Bruce Aarons I said who sucked last year but no one wanted to believe me, but uh, that decided to to come back and run with a secondary where none of the starters own up to rent a car. Why do you have all these young cats in secondary starting? And you're going to get the best offensive minds of football. They're going to take that apart. And then Shaq Barrett, the guy who had the sack leader last year, he got franchised. He's salty about that, which I'm glad he franchised him, because this dude has more outside penalties than sacks. Uh, this year, uh, and then Brady, they, they talked the media, the Tampa media was starstruck. Bruce Arians, they kept talking like Brady's gonna do everything from fix the culture to cure race relations to cancel student loan debt. And, and and then people they kept saying, oh, he didn't have weapons in New England. Well, he got targets all over the damn place now, and they got worse when he showed up. Uh, all these. And they they still saying the right things though, because Mike Evans, you know, he's one of those attitudinal dudes. He's still saying the right thing. Like it's amazing playing with Brady, even though his numbers are down all across the board. Yeah, because um, he he was on a hollow, he was on an arc where only Randy Moss had with thousand yards. Season. He has his think about this. He has no more guaranteed money after this season. His guaranteed money's done. Chris Godwin's in a contract year. He he came in as a third round pick. So you know he ain't taking no hometown discount. And then you go bring in AB. Then you go bring in Grunk. And you throwing them the ball more. And they talking about, oh, well, you get a chance to win. You gonna be the sixth seed. You ain't winning nothing if you're the sixth seed. <laughs> you know, I'm not messing up my money for the sixth seed. <laughs> you know, all, all, all y'all, all y'all might win is a matchup against the NFC East. <laughs> That might be the one thing. Giants, right? Daniel Jones just sucked. That's the only reason they won that game. Listen, that that might be a good thing for y'all, man. Y'all still might go because if Taysom Hill got to stay out there too much longer, then you know, um, they could falter. 
But the fact yeah. of the matter is, man, like, y'all go through phases in games where y'all look like the, the, the greatest offense ever. And then, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, he'd be imitating Trent Richardson. And yeah. like you said, when Brady gets pressure on he be He'd he be imitating like, Trent Richardson listen. and Nelson Aguilar. Jim, shout out to Skyview. Yeah, yeah, oh shout out to Skyview, biggest Nelson Aguilar troll I've ever seen. Yo, those drops that he had were egregious this past week. But mm-hmm. the thing about Brady, yo, Brady will go from looking like the, the single greatest, like he's on a, on, a, on, a, on a place all by himself. He gets smacked around a couple times, Craig. Yo, he started looking like one of the worst quarterbacks you've ever seen. Like, started, yo, looking like, he, started looking like the Peter man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey here's a stat of week for you guys. Taysom Hill threw for more passing yards than uh, Tom Brady <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, Taysom Hill damn sure did. Come on, yeah. And, uh, this is true. And, and what happened? Even though he was, happened, even though he was just chucking it up, he was just throwing it up a couple, a couple of them plays. He just literally just threw it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, you know it's funny. Cause I, I was watching that game because I put some money on Falcons. I would never do it again. Uh, I'm just glad I took care of my mama's birthday gift before I uh, made that bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why I realized. That's why I'm glad Tampa fired Dirt Cutter's ass. Good lord, he was crap as offensive coordinator. I'm like, bruh, the Saints are killing your quarterback. Why are you still doing seven cell drops? <laughs> uh, and yeah. then you. Then, then you see how Bruce Aarons, that's why I always say last year was the coaching. And I was like, uh, the coaching. Look at how the Rams, I don't even think Jared Goff saw that. But look at how they coached that game. They said, hey, man, they're going to blitz the hell out of these people. We're going to move this pocket. We're going to do a lot of motion. There was no motion about Bruce Aarons. He has to, uh, you know, to do uh, Larry the Cable guy mess with the coaching. Get her done. That's him. <laughs> you know, just, hey, we're going to line up. This is what it is. We're going to hit these passes. And I think what happens is Bruce Arians is the parent who lets you eat ice cream for breakfast. But even as a kid, you still want the regular food. You know, I said, wow. And I, and I, and I, and I say this because, uh, and I was like, also I said, staying on the previous quarterback, because if you do that, everybody, the hot take media who don't watch the game, because they only watch the Cowboys. That's all they talk about. That's the only thing they ever watch. When they start watching you, they're going to start pouring out this other stuff. And, well, uh, they're going to start looking at you. And, uh, all, I know, and, all I know is the previous quarterback destroyed the Rams the last time they played them. But yeah, I want money off of that, too, by the way. Uh, that ain't that too. Some, some breaking news, man. Um, hold up. This just in. The, the Ravens had additional – they've had additional positive tests for COVID-19 um, as of yesterday. That's a fourth day of outbreak among the team. We'll get to that in a minute when we talk oh about the, the games that we're scheduled for today. That's crazy. Did you, did you guys hear about um, the Cowboys strength coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I heard yeah. about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about that in the grind before we leave. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, oh, no, like, no. We're going to talk about guys, that during the, the games the other day. Yeah, because I know you guys but, were talking about, like, the NBA and stuff. Uh, the Lakers, I, what I thought, like, even though the Clippers might trade Lou Williams, Lou, Clip, Lou Williams sucks in the playoffs. He's been a terrible playoff player. But I do think <laughs> the Sixers made some good moves because uh, you had to get some shooting in there. And Danny Grant also still be a good perimeter defender. And, and, I, and I, you know, and I, and I think with that, like Dwight Howard, and, like, he made, when y'all talk about Dwight Howard, 
and I heard a story that saying the Lakers want to try to go get Giannis. I'm like, do these cats want to compete anymore? But the other side of all this team up stuff that people never talk about, ask Dwight Howard, ask Darren Williams how it worked out for them. I want to be in the trade, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to have me a super team with a title. Neither one of their careers the same. And that's why I'm glad that he, even though they do hardcore MAGA, I'm glad that he said, well, we're not going to bend these guys. They got years of their contract because the players don't get this. You can't be like LeBron. LeBron is slick. He wasted his contract up. He's out. He got Anthony Davis for the man to trade. Anthony Davis came public gave me number one. <laughs> you well, know? Also, but, LeBron, but, LeBron gets short contracts, too, so he don't have this yeah. issue for having, he, to, he, you know, he, having to wait it out. He, you know what else, though? That's it, the thing. It, 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 and here's a bigger picture thing the players don't get. Y'all might want to chill on this. We'll sign a max deal, and then two years later, you do something I don't like, I want to get traded. Because there's always a little thing called clutch of bargaining. And the billionaires always win over the millionaire. Right. Right. And so you that might want to chill When they go on back that. to the table, they're always going to put in some provisions that's going to help them with a new trend. So if this is yeah, a new trend and you players want to keep doing that, we're going to put something in there that's going to hurt you bad for doing that. But this is why I like LeBron. LeBron and his legacy, everything that he's got going on, is like, yo, it's so much bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. He, he changed everything. Even with him taking him short deals, he knows what he's doing. It's all part of his, his maneuvering. And when you look at the Lakers now, with him bringing in a cat state more yo, it's about 15 cats on the roster. About eight of them are from Clutch. Right. Yep. And the thing yeah, is, I'm though, LeBron can't – his moves can't really change the entire league because everybody just doesn't have the power to do what he's doing. I mean, maybe one yeah, day it'll be commonplace, but for now, it's a flex of his power. And it, yeah, it, 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 here's one thing I'll say though: I thought like, you know, like y'all say, sign for your cousin going somewhere. This the Celtics or like the Heat should have signed him or like a Dwight Howard just get some size. So I know everybody who thought Golden State just ran was six eight guys. But they ain't see the part where most of the game they had big men in the game, like Bogut and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they played the last five minutes ball. But, what, but it, like, it, even it, like it, Anthony it, Davis it, wanted to treat. A lot of people didn't see a lot of what Golden State was doing. They were just mesmerized by the time they made a three or something. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and like what Anthony Davis said, he wanted to get traded to only the Lakers. I still would have traded for him. And then that next season, I would have flipped him. <laughs> or, like, even James Harden said, I don't even want to go to the net. Guess what? I will, If I'm Philly and Ben Simmons ain't working out in me, I'll trade one up for him. And if he's mad, I'll still flip him. You get all kind of assets. <laughs> you know? If, even if you win the title, he leaves. But you know what? what? You're good. You know what teams are thinking? And, I, and, and it, I mean, it's silly at this point, but it's real. Teams are thinking, if I do that, and flex the power that I rightfully have, they're looking at it later as everybody's looking at being a, a free agent destination. So if you did something that the players not going to like, it jeopardizes your free agent potential in the future. Some of these, franchises, the some of these cities ain't going to get free agents anyway. So I'm from them. I'm like, Toronto. Oh, that. like, yeah, like F that I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But a lot of these teams look at it that way. Like, man, he asked for it. He went out. He asked for a trade. If we disrespect him and send him to Siberia, 
other players going to be looking at us funny, and we're not going to get free agents because of that. It's, cra- it's crazy what they have to take into consideration these days. When the last time like, Tom Brady signed with Atlanta? When the last time Tom Brady signed with Atlanta? Or Dallas, even. <laughs> and those are two cool cities. And, yeah. uh, and, and so you, my thing is, you just got to do what you got to do. Guess what? You still show the commitment of winning. And that's how you spin it. You go all in. Because one thing with LeBron, this is what I give him credit on. And I also gave, I also got to give Magda Dan Gilbert credit on this. At, at last run in Cleveland, he did do everything Le- LeBron wanted. It, it, it go for it. Because sometimes that's you run up against anger. a better team. Yes. Because right. you run up against a better team. And, but, but what happens is you can't just be worried about where we are destination. Because you still got to worry about what somebody, what somebody ultimately chooses to their home world on the team. Because if I'm like Dallas or Atlanta or some of these other places, I will go for it. And like like Toronto did with Kawhi. I know that's a lucky bounce to say why they won the title, but they still won the title. And he left, so be it. We got a chip out of it. Say this last thing. Okay, yeah, we're going to pay Brandon Ingram. <laughs> or we're going to go for it with Kawhi or Anthony Davis for a year. At least I ain't stuck with him. And, and and I and I just think that and, and I want to say you guys have a happy colonizer day for y'all. So I know Dad will make his, uh, you know, make his pumpkin pocket. Yo, how y'all city folks do it? And uh, and, and remember, hey, hey, remember, if, if if you think someone made a bad decision, just remember Michael Jordan signed Gordon Hayward to 120 some million because his one reason is MAGA watch basketball too. Have a great day, gentlemen. Roll <laughs> <laughs> time. Michael Jordan, stay giving money to the to the great white height. That's his thing. Um, all right, so um, <laughs> real quick, our uh, stat of the week, man. A little quick NFL stat, man. Y'all man, Travis Kelsey. I remember this came up. Uh, Travis Kelsey came up in the the chat recently, and somebody was saying, like, it didn't seem like Travis Kelsey was having an, you know, uh, out of extraordinary not mm-hmm. career, but season this year. Like, it didn't seem like he was doing anything out of the ordinary. Travis Kelsey, with 896 yards receiving, is 16 yards behind D. Hopkins for the lead league in receiving yards from the tight end position. Um, he's not in second, though. Stephon Diggs is in second with 906 yards. But just, you know, just to give context to this whole thing, he's a tight end, and he's 16 yards off the league lead. That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. And half of, that, half, of that is because, half of that is because he plays with uh, Tyreek Hill. Like, um, right. Not that I watch the middle of the field be film, way too watch, open for them, man. I do, way too I do watch sometimes. I watch, I watch Jaws watch game film. And um, one of the things he pointed out with their offense is, like, because I always wondered, like, why is he always just walking down the middle of the field wide open? And a lot of it is because of uh, um, the fastball, the gangbanger with speed on the outside. Like, Tariq Hill is so fast and, and, and garnered so much attention that the ball just be walking down the middle of the field open all the time. Like, it's insane the amount of speed and talent that the uh, Chiefs have. Yeah, it, it isn't even just Tariq Hill, believe it or not. When dude is, when dude is healthy and not injured, uh, Sammy Watkins, it's Sammy Watkins and Tariq Hill. And wide receiver number seventeen. Sammy Watkins don't even play football no more, dog. They got what's the other boy they got out there? Like Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins even play this year? Like, 
they got a bunch of listen. They got they got speed everywhere, man. Um, yeah, but Tariq do. Hill specifically, like, because you know, a shot to Jaws. Jaws be breaking it down. Like Tariq Hill specifically, the routes that they run him, like the safeties have to make a decision. And the times that they do step up and um, you know, guard Kelsey, that's why you see Tariq Hill. I think he scored like the last like eight games or something stupid like that. It's like yo, pick your poison. No, you're right. You know? you're, you're, you're right there. It, it, it is. I, I'm impressed with Kelsey. Um, I, I'll give him some some props. He still got to catch the ball, but it is scheme. It is definitely scheme. And and Tariq Hill, and uh, Sammy, and 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 the other dude. It's yo, their scheme is crazy with the talent they have. Everyone's open. I mean, then. And then you got a guard, like, you know, the running back coming out the backfield. They got the young boy, uh, Clyde Hilaire. And now they added, like, Le'Veon Bell. Like, they got they just got speed and, and, and talent coming from everywhere, man. So, you know, salute to them, though, man. Um, but it's not shocking to me to see where his statistics lie because when you watch the game, my man seems to always be open. You know what I'm saying? Always be open. Hey, yo, Dev. And even when he's not. Uh, the Kermit the Frog is going to force the rock to him anyway. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yo, yo, I don't know uh, what happened at the Dev's line. I can't hear anything he's saying, man. But, yeah, so that that's kind of where he is, man. Um, it's not shocking to me at all uh, that Travis Kelsey is, is doing what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, man. But um, moving on to the next topic we're going to talk about real fast, uh, the Buccaneers. Like, we just talked about how they continue to struggle against good teams, man. And, I mean, I don't know what that means. First off, it's not a guarantee they're going to make the playoffs, other than the fact that the NFC East thinks you only get one team out of there, which is who have won the division. But if they do, one thing about the playoffs is uh, those are all primetime games. So, we'll see what happens there, man. You know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're, they're going to make it, man. They're going to make it even because of the extra wild card. Because the extra wild card um, slot, they're, they're going to make it. But the the struggle is real. The struggle is real, and it starts Yo, can with the quarterback. Yeah, you back. Now we can. Back. I thought Elliot was abducted you, dog. You were disappeared. Yeah, I thought, you know. Yeah, you disappeared. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Brady, um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. I, I think that the offense that Arians run, Arians runs, is exposing some of Tom Brady's weaknesses, especially with a team that this is his first year. They don't have any co- continuity. They don't have any. It, it's just all talent. They win with talent. They play with talent, and the holes in get Brady's game are exposed because good pass rush. And making him move in the pocket and get a little happy feet, yo, dude throws picks like like Carson Wentz. Not really, but hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, they you know they they having their issues, man. I, but them dudes, we talked about them when the ball was on. Um, I don't know what it is, but you know, of course, in order to get to where everybody thinks they're going to get to, I mean, you got to beat these better teams in the conference. So, you know, maybe they're taking their lumps now, and in the playoffs it'll be a different story. But I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what's up with them dudes. Um, but let's, let's – yeah, because we – of course, we always 
behind where we think we need to be. Let's talk about the games that are happening today. Um, first of all, shout out to the Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalists. Twenty-five modern-day players were named as, as semifinalists. Um, we'll post that list on our on our website, or not on the website, but on the social media pages a little bit later. But it has names in there like. Um, Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning, um, Leroy Butler, uh, people like that. So uh, we'll pose the question on the website to see basically how many of these people, the the good folks out there, think are actually uh, good enough to make it. And here here are some of the other names. Uh, I'll ask you guys real quick before we talk about the games today. Um, You got Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Cornelius Bennett, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Rodney Harrison, Tory Holt, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Clay Matthews Jr., Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Steve Tasker, Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Hines Ward, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Charles Woodson, Darren Woodson, Bryant Young. Um, I guess I'll pose it like this. Is there anybody I named there that y'all are like FOH, they should never get into the Hall of Fame? Or anybody you can remember? No, nah, nothing that stands like, out. No. The only thing I will say is, <laughs> I just realized when you read that list off how old I am. Like, damn, like I, I, I had them dudes on my fantasy squad. And they eligible for the Hall of Fame. About to say, yeah, they were, they, they weren't even your football card dudes. This was adulthood. <laughs> this is adulthood. <laughs> you all watched? I ain't asked you about like, like uh, Heath Sherman <laughs> and cats like that. Like I'm asking yeah, about yeah, Pete Manning. Yeah, like Fred Taylor. Hey, hey. Damn. Yo, injuries, injuries really robbed Fred Taylor because I think talent-wise he should make it, but no. I should do about Craig Ironhead Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> no, though. All right, so nobody, the schedule. Nobody really stands out like that. No, nobody, to answer your question, though, like there's nobody you said, like, Without me like really taking a look at it and thinking about it, nobody like really like, oh my god, not him. Like, like, like why are you even saying his name? Him. Like, look at his name. Yeah, yeah. Also, keep coming at Steve Tasker. So I guess that's his guy. Um, so today's slate, of course, uh, at 12:30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, we get a treat. We get to see the three and seven Texans versus the four and six Lions. Um. <laughs> At 4.30, we get another treat. We get an NFC lease rivalry game where the 3-7 and seven Washington Washingtons face the 3-7 and seven Dallas Cowboys. That's on Fox, and that's for a, a chance at NFC lease supremacy because whoever wins that game will be sitting solely on top of the NFC lease. I don't know if that's a good thing or an embarrassing thing at this point. Um, in the day, so just just to get your thoughts on this game, we just do some some picks real quick. Um, the Texans and the Lions, like I said, three and seven versus four and six. Um, of course, it's in Detroit because you know they got the traditional game. Who, what do y'all think? Who do y'all think is going to win this game, and what's going to be Texas. the main factor? Texans black quarterback main factor. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the list. Because if you want to be truthful about that whole thing. Boy, he he could put him on the list of dudes that got paid, and then you know, so far not so good. <laughs> like we hear about, I mean, about, nah, to, we to, we hear to, a lot about to, Carson because Carson is just 
it's just egregious the stuff that he's doing out on the field. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I watch I, I watch the games only because uh, you know um, Fuller is on my fantasy team. But I can't even blame um, Deshaun for some of the, their their team woes. Like he he doesn't get a lot of help. Like he be out there uh, basically superheroing them dudes. Like they be in and you got like, rid of his greatest weapon. His yeah, you t- you took <laughs> you took the best receiver in the league and just traded him for nothing. Like for no reason. And I yeah, think the Texans can get off the snide. I think I think they'll win today um, against the Lions. I mean, it ain't hard to be in here, but still. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're coming yeah, off like he, he played. He's definitely played well, and uh, as of late. So if he can keep that string going, um, I mean, I, it's not like I see the Texans coming back and becoming a playoff team or anything like that. But they should be able to get a Lions team, <laughs> even though it's on the road. Uh, does home and 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 on a way even matter this season, since in most stadiums there's no fans, or or does the the speakers that they pump in noise with <laughs> does that bother people? I think it does on um on on, on some places, dog. Cause some places I'll be watching, I'm like, yo, your crowd ain't just loud when they're there. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> Y'all are wrong. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Well, you know, some of these stadiums, they're doing the noise and they're letting a certain amount of fans in. So, like you said, it might be even louder than it usually is. But then I think some of the guys, some of the uh, the audio operators, be they just be doing the wrong sound effects at the wrong time. So I'm like, they're not even helping their team because, you know, it's third down, they on defense, and I don't hear the crowd roaring. But then something silly happened. They'll hit the button and the crowd start roaring. I'm like, yo, the other team just did something though. Like some people just don't care. They just hitting the button like <laughs> just to have noise. Like. <laughs> and, and why I've been paying attention to that? I don't know, man. I'm bored. It's 2020. <laughs> That's hilarious, Kevin. But yeah, they be drawing. Right, so, though. They be drawing something like, yo, when you watch the Rams play, dog. Like y'all don't even know where y'all got that noise from. I guess they me, are you talking again, man? Crowd would be like. Be you like mink, 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 again? <laughs> Yo, so that was me. You watch the Rams play? I don't even know what the Rams are basing that on. Like maybe they're basing it on what they think their crowd would be, but they be drawing with the crowd noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like I said, which is BS anyway. Because I've been to I've been to their stadium twice in the last four years, and it was. As many as the other teams' fans there as as theirs, so they're mm-hmm. they're one of those stadiums. They definitely can press the button at the wrong time because then that'll make them feel right at home. Because <laughs> at that game, that Eagles game I went to when Carson Wentz tore his ACL, man, it might have been sixty forty Eagles fans at that game. I'm like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. So the the NFC lease. Battle for supremacy, three and seven Washington, three and seven Dallas. Who y'all got in this contest? Todd. Both lose. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Cowgirls though, but I, that would be hilarious. A tie would absolutely be hilarious. It'd be so 2024 tie dog. I'm actually rooting for that now. I didn't even think about that, but that would be that would be like insane and hilarious. But I'm gonna go with the Cowgirls. You know what? I I actually thought Washington had a chance to win this game, but that story that Jimmy brought up earlier, I think it'll make a difference. Their strength, the Cowboys' strength and conditioning coach, Marcus Paul, he died yesterday. He had some kind of health emergency at the facility, at the Cowboys' facility on Tuesday, and by Wednesday 
he was dead. So right now there's no cause of death. You know, they're just talking about how hard he worked at his job and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And now he's dead. So for me, it's like, it, it might sound cliche, but the Cowboys now have something to look at, something to play for. You know what I mean? Throw somebody's name, patch on your jersey or your helmet or something, and they actually have something to play for. So maybe they'll start playing up to their talent level. So though I was ready to pick Washington to win today, I got the Cowboys winning today, and this could be something to catapult them to winning this division. You don't need much of a catapult to win this division. First team to six, probably going to get it. And um, I really think the death of their of their one of their assistant coaches might be the catalyst they need to at least band together and and play a little harder. So I got them today, and I'm I got them to win the division at this point. Okay, so you you you're not only picking them for uh, for today, but you're talking about this overall. Yeah, I think I think overall, let's I say mean, go out there and show coming us something into different. The season, coming into the first season, first of all, the, the Eagles are like in their you know in the rapey part of their schedule, so they're done. Uh, yeah, they might the Cowboys, not win another the Cowboys, game. The Cowboys had the most talent, and the the way everything shaked out, right? So the Eagles have like one of the toughest uh, remaining schedules, and the Cowboys actually have one of the easier remaining schedules. So, I mean, what right. you're saying is probably true. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to take the college girls, but um, do you all think I'm rooting for a tie now? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for a tie. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. So, um, it, it's crazy, though, because, like, we're getting a combined, what, uh, six, nine, a combined 13 wins in today's two matchups. There were supposed to be three, but – um. The, the issues hit the fan in Baltimore all week, and we, we gave you guys the breaking news earlier for the fourth day in a row. There have been more p- uh, positive COVID tests in the Ravens organization. So today's uh, Thanksgiving Day slate, which was going to be the nightcap, has been postponed and pushed back until Sunday. Now that these guys are still having, you know, positive tests come up, because we were talking Monday or Tuesday, they had already had like 10 people in the organization, players and staff, you know, all together who had COVID. It hasn't stopped. So I'm thinking, man, they postponed it. Something else is going to end up happening. We already know the Steelers have already had their schedule um, kind of affected by COVID earlier in the season where they had a, a game postponed. So they're getting into this territory where – it's it's getting a little crazy. Y'all man, Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> he tweeted something along the lines of, yo, this is the second time that another team not being able to get their COVID stuff in line is messing with our schedule. That's kind of an insensitive quote. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like, yeah. you talk about – see, but, see, but Jim and B, I think in the NFL you can talk like that because – out of every case that we've seen, nobody's really had symptoms, nobody's gotten sick, nobody got close to dying, and nobody has died. So to them, they're looking at it, I think at this point, as people catching a cold. They don't look at it the way yeah, the rest of the One day, God the forbid, somebody's going to get it, and it's going to be the real deal. And, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's just going to be a, a see, whole this is, different this is, this is situation. Kind of, this is kind of like what makes this whole – 
this whole pandemic, this whole this whole illness and everything, like so scary to me at least, is because um, it's not about like any one individual. You don't know who you come across and, and, and who you can affect, right? So it's not about you per se getting it. You may not, right. like, you might be fine. But who who have you come across and you've passed it to that's not? Because fact of the matter is, people are still dying from COVID on a daily basis. Like so, I record think numbers now again. People, yeah, After all this time, we got selfish. record numbers. Yo, pardon my friends, but people selfish as shit, man. Like because, and 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 a lot of the athletes don't recognize how insensitive. I saw um, a couple weeks ago when Ricky Rubio got traded, right? When he got passed around, like like you know he's a forty dollar John, but he um he got traded and he had tweeted out like you know something something along the lines like yeah, what a business this and like you know he was kind of disappointed. And I guess when you you know go from being in Phoenix to uh, wherever they sent his ass, like he was kind of pissed off about that. But you should have saw the comments in there. People was like, "Oh, pardon me for you getting millions to have to play somewhere where you don't want to." Like my aunt right. just died of COVID, and it was de- <laughs> now, they were gone too. But my How about to say they reached time, and took it there? But what you just yeah, said is actually times, about like, that. Yeah, but a lot of times athletes don't recognize like the, the the place of privilege that they're coming from, and you know what they're talking about. Like, dude. You're mad because you have to, like, change your schedule to play a game when people are out here, like, in record numbers, losing their job. I mean, right. they, they, they can't afford to feed their family. When we lose our job. Everybody can't get <laughs> everybody can't get regular people. Regular people lose their job. They lose their income. Like, you lost your job and was traded to another one for the same millions. Like, Yo, calm familiar. down, homie. <laughs> No, but this, here's the exact tweet with Juju. He said, first the NFL takes away our bye week because another team can't get their COVID situation together. Now they take away our Thanksgiving primetime game for the same reason, shaking my head. Like, Juju, chill. Now, man. I could take that a different way, though. I could take that a different way. I could take it a different way and say that he's saying that we abide by the rules and we're able to keep our stuff together because, you know, we're taking it serious and y'all not taking it serious. You can you can take it that way. I don't yeah, know. I mean, because I heard something about the Ravens disciplining a staffer for some reason that's COVID nineteen related. So I don't know. They don't. They're not saying what it was. So I don't know if it was some situation where he did something where something could have been prevented or they just didn't do something right. I don't know. But either way, though, like you really can't control this. So it's like, you know, because it, because because the crazy part is. Like I said, you, you're not knowing where it's coming from. You don't know who you're around. You don't know what. So in in a couple of days, somebody could, you know, start an outbreak on the Steelers. And he out here talking like this. But, no, I understand what you're saying as well, Jim. He might be, you know, just biatching because maybe the other team is just doing something that wasn't in the, the protocol and didn't do it right. But I just still think this is just something we don't know enough about to even be playing with and pointing blame like, I already have come across people, like, in real life who are, like, ashamed to have caught COVID. Like, on some, like, don't tell nobody type stuff. Like, yo, like, you you ain't, like, stopped wearing condoms when they told you to wear condoms and picked up the germ. Like, you don't have I a clue someone. where you can pick this up. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And and the fact that yeah, people man. are feeling shame, like for dude to say stuff like that, like you know, it'll shame sensitive people. So you know, yeah, man. it definitely will. Man. I know some people who like are ashamed, and some people who wear like a badge of honor. Like yeah, I had it. I, I, I had it. it. I'm, I'm <laughs> I had it. I had it. I had it twice. 
Yeah, young man, Oscar De La Hoya uh, has just come out and said that he's coming back and um, he wants to fight in the first quarter of 2021 and he wants to fight for Lovkin. Oh, yo. Jimmy said Oscar came out. I'm like, I thought Oscar came out already. Oh, he came out and said he's fighting. Okay. Even though I'm with the jokes, y'all know Oscar, one of my favorite fighters of all time, but these boxers tripping. The first quarter... The first quarter of 2021, that's, that's, that's what they're trying to set up now. So it's Golovkin versus De La Hoya. Like, and he's not even yo, – this is real. Like, this ain't no exhibition. This is supposed to be no, an extra no, magician. This ain't a money grab like Mike and This is the real deal Holyfield, no pun intended. This but real. Um, And it's definitely it's, the itch because, I mean, Golden Bird Promotions ain't what it once was, but I don't think dude is, like, starving for a check. Yeah, Not at all. Man, like, yo, these boxers, these boxers got to chill. Like, they be like, yo, I miss getting punched in the face. Yeah. Like, I, I, I I love Oscar. I'm not staying level, though. So, I'm watching. I'm definitely watching. But that's a Benia. Um, hey, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a uh, speaking of um, breaking news, this ain't, really breaking, this ain't really breaking news, but yesterday um, the world lost uh, arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. And I say arguably because it's split down the middle. Some people say Pele, and other people say Diego Maradona. And uh, Maradona was a funny boy. I think uh, Jim. I know you don't. You're not the biggest soccer fan, but you you would you would get a kick out of his antics because uh, the boy is mixed between a great player and like um, who's the uh, who's the Jets the old Jets quarterback uh, that wore the the, the furs and kissed. Uh, oh, garbage. I want to kiss yeah, you, Susie. Namath. Yeah, he's a, he's like a Joe Namath, but he's like Joe really Joe good. Garbus. Really Joe Garbus. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm saying like they. I heard people say like number ten should be retired across the sport. Yeah, that's because of his like, number. That that's guy. because of, that's um, because of Maradona. Definitely rest in rest in peace to him. Died yeah, at the age of sixty. Um, you know, it, it was definitely in, I wasn't coming up in our grind segment, but you know, be awesome. Probably ain't know that, so get your get your yeah, tribute on, and we can skip it now in the grind. Rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't familiar with his body of work. Like you know, what I'm saying um, the top three players for me were like Pele, Freddie, and Dude, and Diamond. Like that's what it is. Um, <laughs> true, true. Those are, only soccer, those are the only soccer players I know. Although I've heard Freddie Adu wasn't ish after he turned like 16, he became trash. But yeah, I remember he, his name. He stopped being ish at 18. 18, he was, he was Yo, but that, but that showed you how dominant he was as a kid. He was so dominant as a kid that even I know he, <laughs> he was the greatest. Because he was cooking as a, as a young boy. He was cooking because I His prime was 14. So. All right, so real quick, where Jimmy let us know before we get out of here what happened this week while y'all was on the grind. Just want to make sure y'all know um, – uh, first of all, we want to say shout out to Neil, who is in the chat room holding it down by herself this morning on uh, this Thanksgiving day. So we are thankful for you and all your support. But the By the Hood chat room is brought to you by By the Hood University. If you've always wanted to learn about the stock market and how to make your money work for you, and you haven't been able to do so, it's not your fault. This is the information that, at least in our time, we weren't taught in high school, but the information is imperative if you want to create wealth and leave a legacy. So War Room Sports is partnered with By the Hood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest. They even have a class now in precious metals. 
and all the you know possible things that you can do to lead your way to financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the Buy the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our Sponsors and Partners page to get started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps, and receive 15% off of everything on the Buy the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so go ahead and do that now. And, and I told you about the, the newest course in Precious Metals. Uh, there's a special being run on that now for $50. That will not be the long-term price. So if you want to learn Intro to Precious Metals, make sure you go to Buy the Hood website and uh, click on that now where you can get it for the discounted price. All right, Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind for a couple days <laughs> before they got and off? And I, try to, I try to breeze through these because we got like two minutes left. But yeah. while you're on the grind, it's brought, to you, it's brought to you by Digital Stream Technologies. Bottom line, you the website, digitalstreamtech.com. Um, tell them that we sent you to get a discount. Um, yeah, but, we just giving uh, grind shout-outs. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Texas State football player, man. Um Rest in, rest in power to him, man. His name is uh, Cambrero Winters. Winters. He was fatally shot in a drug deal in San, in San Marcos, Texas. Um, you know, so rest in power to him. Uh, the wow. NBA All-Star game is postponed until 2024, so we won't have that. Nick Saban. Well, not the whole thing, just COVID. the joint in, in Indianapolis. They, they, they get yeah. theirs postponed in 2024. Well, yeah, what were they going to yeah, do this yeah. year? Um, Did somebody say they were going to do like no a 2K idea. simulation for whoever make it? That was a we'll rumor. Talk about that it was later. a rumor, but who knows? Yo, um, Nick Saban test positive for COVID again. Um, you know, I thought the dev told me it was a false positive the first time, but now he really got. It. He went back out and really got it. So, because um, they don't care, you know. Uh, get well, Nick Saban. Um, Argentine soccer legend, as we often mentioned, Diago Maradona dies at the age of sixty. He's probably the fourth greatest soccer legend of all time, behind Pele, <laughs> Freddie Adu, and Jaime. So he's right up there. So. Salute to him, Rest of power. Diamond. One one name. Yes, Diamond. sir. All right, yes, before right. we get out of here, I'll <laughs> just let y'all know what yeah, happened this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know about Sports the Book. Go out there, get it. One of the greatest sports books ever written. Get it at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. Salute. All right, November 26, 1996 was the day that baseball owners approved Interleague play doesn't sound like much of a big deal, but in such a traditionalist sport and a traditionalist league, for them to make that change and, you know, you have interleague play, it was a very big deal at the time. Um, for, you know, younger people, it probably just seemed like status quo at this point, but we didn't really grow up on that. You didn't see the, the leagues mix until the World Series. So um, shout out to that. We'd like to give a big World Room salute to that historical moment. So, Jim, let's get up out of here, man. Yes, sir. I just want to send a quick shout out to um, Anil. Um, for always supporting uh, her and Quan Mill. Shout out to Anil and Quan Mill. Anil knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yo, but it's time to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another crazy day. Hot luck in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, and everybody in the group chat. Everybody who called and got through, we appreciate it. Let you know. Next week, we'll be live right here at our usual time. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be up early in the a.m. cooking like we're doing this morning, but we will be back to our usual time. So catch everything we do, man. Here's the bottom line. Enjoy your holiday. Spend time with your family on, on Zoom if you can. Please do not make the rest of us sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please stay safe. 
Please stay safe. Catch everything that we do, all of our content, everything at the hub of WarrenSports.com. You can get the book, Sports, the book at WarrenSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on the top. Word. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.